0: RTHK, the news at one with Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, the government is to drop the Amber Health Code and leave home safe scanning from tomorrow. The chief executive says officials will again contact Google after the Internet company refused to make sure the correct national anthem for the SAR appeared as the top search result. And police in the Bahamas have arrested the former head of the collapsed cryptocurrency exchange, FTX. FTX. Chief Executive John Lee has announced that amber code restrictions on incoming travellers will be completely lifted from tomorrow, meaning arrivals can enter restaurants and bars immediately. He also announced that people will no longer have to scan in their QR codes to enter restaurants via the Leave Home Safe app, also from tomorrow, although they still will have to show that they have been vaccinated against COVID. Further details will be announced at a press conference this afternoon. Mr. Lee was also asked whether quarantine-free travel with the mainland will resume soon.
1: Of course, I take this close to my heart and I'll do everything that can facilitate it. But we also must be aware that decisions made are similarly based on actual situation and also data and risk assessment in cities in the mainland. But we have to look at data and the risks involved. But I think all people want to have less restrictions as much as possible while ensuring activities socially and economically can proceed as much as possible.
0: The DAB's Chairwoman Starry Lee welcomed the move, calling it a step in the right direction.
1: To me, it is a good news because we all want to have our normal life back. And this is a step forward, moving towards the normal life. Therefore, I welcome this policy and I believe that with the new policy, more and more people will come out and uh, it do help our economic activities.
0: The associate dean of the Polytechnic University School of Hotel and Tourism Management, Hyun Song, said the move was long overdue, but he said many businesses would still need time to recruit staff to capitalize on any increased demand.
2: In the retail, the restaurant, especially the retail shop catered specifically for international tourists or mainland tourists, uh, perhaps uh, some of them already closed. But the demand uh, increased uh, significantly, so uh, those shops probably were reopened gradually, but they need some time to, uh, you know, to recruit. Uh, uh, employees for these uh, sectors, which include hotels, restaurants, uh, retail shops, and uh, maybe other sectors that you know, cater for
0: uh, international tourists. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Tien also welcomed the move, saying the scrapping of amber coat had been a long time coming for the tourism sector.
1: Absolutely welcome the news, because effectively what he's saying is that he is now doing zero plus zeros, but it's better late than never. So if you abolish the Amber Code, it makes a lot of difference for attracting tourists to Hong Kong because they don't have to worry about the first three days stuck in a hotel, buying takeouts, eating in a park. They could go out and enjoy everything that Hong Kong can offer right away. And I believe this is a big, big step towards stimulating our tourism industry.
0: An economist says he expects the latest round of easing here to boost sentiment, but Standard Charter's senior economist for Greater China, Kelvin Lau, said although the scrapping of the Amber Code and leave home safe requirements would be welcomed by incoming travelers, the local economy needed further easing, both here and on the mainland, to grow.
2: Feeling relieved is slightly different from making Hong Kong particularly attractive as a destination. So, Going back to your question of whether these will have a material impact, I think it removes hurdles, but it doesn't sort of make Hong Kong head and shoulders above other destinations if there is a choice. So I think what is still lacking is the fact that there are still a lot of restrictions on the other mobility-related stuff, and also the absence of this free flow across the border with the mainland could still be a reasonable hesitation for inbound visitors that would want to plan the trip for the whole region.
0: Shares of Cathay Pacific jumped by over 5% when the news broke. A short while ago, shares in the flag carrier were up about 3%. The mainland's National Health Commission has reported around 7,400 new local COVID cases for Monday, with just under a third being symptomatic. That's down from around 8,600 a day earlier. But the figures come as the mainland retires the app it uses to track COVID contacts. Natalie Ching reports.
3: Case numbers are falling as the mainland's relaxation of its zero-COVID policy means fewer people are being tested. According to local government data, Beijing reported just over 1,000 cases, while Shanghai's figures were sharply lower at just under 130. Meanwhile, Guangzhou saw a daily drop of about 28% coming in with a tally of 725, while the megacity of Chongqing reported over 1,500 cases. The easing of restrictions has also released pent-up demand for domestic travel. Broadcaster CCTV says flights from Beijing's two main airports should soon return to 70% of 2019
1: levels.
0: The chief executive, John Lee, says officials will again contact Google after the internet company refused to make sure the correct national anthem for the SAR appeared as the top result on its search engine. This comes a day after the Secretary for Security said authorities would use whatever means possible to correct the search results. Mr. Lee said Google could change the sequence of search results technically and even delete illegal information. He said companies have the responsibility to respect national anthems.
1: Any responsible organization should act in such a way to ensure that the national anthem is played correctly, to respect, first of all, Each country's national anthem to respect each country's law and also to respect the people of that country. And I think that is a universal principle. Definitely, we will send our letters to Google again to pursue this matter.
0: Police in the Bahamas have arrested the former head of the collapsed cryptocurrency exchange FTX. They said Sam Bankman-Fried had been detained as a result of criminal charges being filed in the U.S. FTX filed for bankruptcy protection last month. Investors are thought to have lost billions of dollars. Mr. Bankman-Fried was due to give evidence to a U.S. congressional committee. The BBC's Michelle Fleury reports.
2: The U.S. panel is investigating the events that led up to the collapse of the digital currency exchange that was until recently worth tens of billions of dollars. After going back and forth with the committee chairwoman, Maxine Waters, Sam Bankman-Fried confirmed he would give evidence after she threatened him with a subpoena. But that doesn't mean we'll get many answers. In a Twitter Spaces event on Monday, Mr. Bankman-Fried said his appearance was going to be frustrating because he said of his lack of access to FTX and personal records.
0: The BBC's David Willis has more on the charges.
1: This is a sealed indictment from prosecutors in New York, the details of which have not been made publicly available, but I can tell you that the New York Times is reporting that the charges against him include wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud conspiracy, and money laundering. Meanwhile, Mr. Bankman-Fried is in custody in the Bahamas, and... Officials there say they are pursuing their own investigation into his activities in cooperation with U.S. officials.
0: Six people, including two police officers and a member of the public, have been killed in a shootout in the Australian state of Queensland after they approached a rural property to investigate reports of a missing person. The alleged offenders, two men and a woman, were later shot dead by police. Queensland's police commissioner is Katerina Carroll.
2: Losing one of our own has a profound impact on every single officer in their families. To lose two officers in one incident is absolutely devastating. This event is the largest loss of police life we have suffered in a single incident in
0: many years. The president of the European Parliament says the institution is coming under attack after a scandal scandal emerged involving alleged payments to lawmakers by Qatar. Addressing the Chamber in Strasbourg, Roberto Mazzola said the Assembly would be launching an internal investigation over the corruption allegations.
1: We will launch an internal investigation to look at all the facts related to the Parliament and to look at how our systems can become yet more watertight. There will be no business as usual. We will launch a reform process to see who has access to our premises how these organizations, NGOs and people are funded, what links with third countries they have. We will ask for more transparency on meetings with foreign actors and those linked to them.
0: Ms. Mazzola was speaking after a vice president of the parliament was one of four people arrested and charged in connection with the alleged payments, something the Gulf Kingdom denies. The MEP, Manon Aubrey, said she feared there could be many more.
3: That scandal is only, you know, the part of the iceberg that is on top of the water, but it's probably a bigger part of the iceberg that is under the water. And it's clear that there was a whole network. And even the lawyer that uh, did the prosecutions was talking about a very large network around the European Parliament.
0: A Libyan man accused of making the bomb that destroyed a passenger plane over the Scottish town of Lockerbie in nineteen eighty eight has appeared in court in Washington. The suspect Abu Aji al Mazud is alleged to have been a member of the Libyan Intelligence Service when the Pan Am plane was brought down, killing two hundred and seventy people. Mark Said is a lawyer who has represented the families of some of the victims. Anyone who has lost, especially a child, but a close family member knows that even time doesn't heal all wounds, but it is at least a chapter that they can hopefully close in this particular book for getting some sort of accountability. There's been speculation on Libyan social media that the UN-recognized government in Tripoli was involved in Massoud's extradition. The head of a rival government said he had concerns that such a move may have been illegal. And in sport, in snooker, the former Masters champion Yan Bingtao has joined a growing list of Chinese players suspended by the sport's governing body as part of a corruption investigation. The World Snooker Tour said the world number 16 had been banned from competing with immediate effect. Five other Chinese players have already been suspended pending the outcome of the investigation. The BBC's Shabnan Yunus Jewel has been following the story.
3: At the age of 22, Yan Tao is actually one of the most successful players to come out of China. He's been touted as a future world champion. He and All these young players are the future of the sport. That's what is being said about them. You know, China absolutely loves snooker and they'll be really disappointed to hear what's going on. Of course, we have to stress that all these players, they've not been charged yet. It's allegations and they've got the right to appeal.
0: The former world champion and triple crown winner Neil Robertson says the issues arising from these cases need to be addressed in the correct way. Every single sport in the world is open to some kind of like score manipulation or whatever. You just have to kind of look at each case individually. I think there's a big difference between need and greed and maybe need to be sensitive to certain things. Whatever it is, you can't allow it or think it's fine. But yeah, World Snookers sort of need to do everything possible to uncover sort of what's been going on behind the scenes and come out with the right conclusions. And the first semi-final match at this year's FIFA World Cup kicks off tonight with Croatia taking on the two-time champions Argentina. France and Morocco will play tomorrow. Croatia defeated Argentina in Russia four years ago on their way to making the final. Luka Modric scored in that 3-0 win. He remains the star of their midfield alongside Mateo Kovacic and Martelo Brozovic. Croatian journalist Sasha Luganojic says tonight's game will be different. Amazing. Amazing that such a small nation uh, have three such
1: amazing uh, players. And they suit to each other very well, definitely. And they have great bond, great connection privately as well. Luka and Mateo are uh, best men. You know, they have great relationships.
0: Argentina have never lost a World Cup semi-final match. Marcelo Mora y Orajo is the journalist following the team. She says Argentina's victory in the 2021 Copa America has brought Lionel Messi and the rest of the team together.
3: Well, I think a lot of these players had the experience of the Copa America with Messi and there was a lot of team bonding and alliances forged and I think it's a really interesting human group. And there's a few young ones who've been added since. And the older players, Messi, Di Maria, Papa Gomez, have been saying since the Copa America triumph that they've trying to impart a sense of enjoyment.
0: And now the weather, cloudy with one or two light rain patches, rather cool in the morning and at night. The maximum temperature will be around 17 degrees during the day. Moderate to fresh northerly winds, occasionally strong offshore at first. And the outlook, rather cool, with a few rain patches in the next couple of days. Winds will strengthen from the north, and it will become a lot colder. Temperatures in the urban areas will fall below 10 degrees on Sunday. Temperature right now is 17 degrees Celsius, with the relative humidity 57%. And to end the news, some top stories. Once again, the government's dropping the Amber Health Code. The chief executive said the officials will contact... the Google again to after the Internet company refused to make sure the correct national anthem for the SAR appeared as the top result. And police in the Bahamas have arrested the head of cryptocurrency exchange, FTX. And that's the news from RTHK.
3: The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
2: Saddle looked a lot like daddy. Our daddy looked a lot like him. It's not the way I had him pictured Santa was not much too thin He didn't come down the chimney So mama must have let him in Santa looked a lot like daddy Daddy looked a lot like him Well, they thought I was fast asleep And they thought I was tucked in bed They never thought that I'd come a-peeping I that I'd hear what was said Santa put his arm around Mama And Mama put her arm around him So if Santa Claus ain't Daddy Then I'm gonna tell on them Well, Santa looked a lot like Daddy Daddy looked a lot like him That's not the way I had him pictured Santa was so much too thin He didn't come down the chimney So Mama must have let him in Santa looked a lot like Daddy Daddy looked a lot like him I never saw a dancer, a prancer I never heard the sleigh bells ring I never saw the red-nosed reindeer Like the show on the TV screen But it sure brought a lot of presents So Santa Claus he must have been well, really sure looked a lot like Daddy And Daddy looked a lot like him Well, Santa looked a lot like Daddy or Daddy looked a lot like him That's not the way I had him pictured Santa wasn't much too thin He didn't come down the chimney So Mama must have let him in Santa looked a lot like Daddy And Daddy looked a lot like
1: him hey you think that was bad between two and five this afternoon there's only one person that can be sitting in for Steve James it's Michael Lance Billy Bob Booger Lance with you right here on radio 3 anyway this is the brew. Oh, that was Buck Owens yee and stuff 20 past 1 it is now in about eight or nine minutes we're off to New Zealand to catch up with dr. Merrin Pierce join us on Facebook live if you can of course the Brew is the page
3: Charlie's made a dig on the TV set And I'm still cleaning toilets, trying not to regret it. Hitting all the people in my life who got me ready This is